1: Hey everybody and welcome to Kurt's Angle Podcast. It's Kurt Johansson here and today I'm proud to bring to the Chairshot Radio Network the From the Ground Up series. Now for those of you that haven't seen From the Ground Up series, you can check out my YouTube page, Kurt's Angle Podcast, to see my interviews with L.A. Taylor and the Hotshot Kyle Parker, both in association with Reach Wrestling. Now, from the ground up, it's a series where I speak to the hottest up-and-coming talent from different academies around the UK. These people are the ones that are killing it in their academies and breaking through to the main shows, as well as debuting on other local promotions. Hopefully, from this series, it may inspire those that are wanting to pursue professional wrestling and give an insight of what the life is as a trainee and the sacrifices have to be made or you just get to learn about the guys of tomorrow those of the future and a different insight to wrestling interviewing so that brings me to this debut episode on the Chairshot radio network my guest today is another from reach wrestling it's aurora
2: hello thank you for having me it's good to talk to you
1: yeah, really excited. Um, from to be fair, my first two episodes have kind of still involved you. I think um, with La, she spoke highly about you, and then Carl is kind of on the opposite direction.
2: <laughs> wow! Well, um, will... I'm surprised actually that La Taylor, as I say, had a nice things to say about me because she doesn't usually have a nice things to say about anybody. So she did pretty <laughs> well. There. She did pretty well and no, It was a nice listen and you know what, Carl is just Carl, isn't he? He's obviously got a bee in his bonnet because we've got a match coming up. And yeah, he tries to rattle me, but I'm not going to faze me, mate.
1: (laughs) Good to hear. Um, So to like start up with it all, like why wrestling? It's one of the most physically demanding professions you can have. So what made you think, you know what, I'm going to become a professional
2: wrestler? Well, that's basically the reason why because it's so physically demanding and because it's so challenging um as i heard you talking about um la with this we started at the same time so me and la taylor started at the same time we went to the same uh kind of trial day section together so i am by trade if you will uh, a personal trainer fitness instructor um which i've done well, for about five years now okay. and then before that I did dance and drama and performance and everything else all of that kind of thing so I kind of danced before I acted and then I acted before I did fitness and I did fitness before I did wrestling so it all kind of it felt to me like it was all little pieces of a puzzle that were eventually coming together because <laughs> obviously with wrestling there's it's highly active it's highly physical there's a lot of elements of performance in it um, people always often say it's like a dance. It's, you know, it's the whole thing. So it kind of makes sense. But really the first day that I started wrestling, that did the training, there was an advert for it on Facebook. I say, I think LA, LA said this and yep. we was kind of looking at it and I was like, oh, ifing and amming. I was like, oh, I don't know. Cause I, I watched wrestling when I was a kid a bit with my brothers um, okay. like when I was when I was a lot younger like I'm, I'm a very wish everyone's gonna be like boo or, or you suck but I'm like <laughs> I'm a real <laughs> I've, I've been a very on and off fan of wrestling throughout the years I watched it when I was a kid with my brothers and then when I was a teenager I thought I was really cool so didn't really watch it then <laughs> you know you go for that phase where you're just like oh wrestling's lame man like I'm way too cool for that or some people do some people don't but I really thought I was the one so I was like too cool for all that kind of stuff you know so then I grew out of it for a long time and then I kind of wiggled my way back to it around the same time as I started the training because let's say me and LA go way way back um she was still what she was watching it and um my brothers still were into it and stuff. So I kind of was all like, yeah, I kind of see bits of it and be like, yeah, it's cool. I always had a real profound respect for the performers and the athleticism. And yeah. then this advert for this training day came up and I was a bit like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'd really be into it, but whatever, screw it. Let's just go and give it a go. And then we went to the training day just really for a laugh to see what it was all about. Um, and it was just so much fun. And it was just crazy. And it was really, really, really hard. And I think <laughs> me being a little bit of a little bit of a psycho in that way, like I'm just really drawn to stuff that's really hard. I'm really drawn to a challenge. So yeah, yeah we went along to the first day. It was great fun. It was hilarious because before this, I've never even so much as done a forward role in my life.
0: Because
2: um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I'm really fit and active. And I'm on PT. So I'm going to have like an edge on these guys. I'm going to go in and smash it. And like, no, no, no. No, 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 I was very wrong. Um, They were like, yeah, we're going to do some floor stuff now, so we're going to go for the basic roles. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this part of it that I didn't (laughs) fully comprehend. (laughs) So there's me just, like, flopping about on the floor. But, no, it was just – I just saw it as a challenge, something new to do. Went and had a go and loved it.
1: Uh, Brilliant. So with that being said, like, what was it like when you started taking your first bumps? Because, man, they hurt, like, when you're taking the Uh... back bumps and –
2: uh, Especially those
1: first couple you're doing.
2: Oh, man, like, so on that, that first training day that we went to, there wasn't a ring there. Um, so that was kind of just like your map-based stuff and your your basic stuff, you know, your lockups and your, your first sequences and all that kind of thing. And then there wasn't really much going on after that. And that was a little while after the first reach show that they ever did, because... Um, LA was kind of involved with those guys and she knew who they were and introduced me, went to the show and then we started going to their school and then we, they've obviously had a ring there from the get go. So, and then it was, I don't even know if it was like my absolute first session with Reach or if it was a couple in, but we actually started being like, right, we're going to fully do the bumps now because they kind of want to ease you into it a little bit. And it is hilarious because like everyone assumes, um, and I think I assumed, I think everyone does that when you watch wrestling on the telly, They're like, oh, yeah, that ring looks really bouncy. It's like a big trampoline with a mattress. Like, lies. Lies. I've been lied to my whole life. And I was not happy about it. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a breeze. My God, the first bump that I took, like a full-on little, like, baby bump. Like, oh, I'm going to just kind of squat down, and then I'm going to, you know, fall backwards and slap the mat. Like, oh, my God. I thought my organs were going to fly out of the front of my (laughs) body. It was absolutely horrendous. And then that was the kind of moment, like I always had respect for the athletes and and respect for the wrestlers so much. But then I think that was really the moment where I was like, wow, yeah, like this is hard. This isn't just bouncing about in a ring and having a laugh like this hurts, man. This sucks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, like a bit similar to yourself when I did it before getting football injuries and... I was like, ah, I'm a football coach. I can this will be a breeze, a bit like yourself with the personal training. Mm. And I knew I was friends with a few people that was doing the coaching and the training up here in Hull. And yeah, they just threw me in the deep end and I couldn't walk the next day. I was yeah. like, Wow. Well, mate, that's... The
2: same, the same. And like LA was saying as well to you, like Um, because she was going to reach a few weeks before I did because I had like work commitments and the days didn't really line up before my wrote to change and stuff so I couldn't get there in the very beginning but but LA Taylor was bigging me up to all the guys being like yeah I've got this friend she's a PT she's gonna come and join she's gonna be running rings around you and I was like no no no, like why are you doing this So, (laughs) so the pressure when I started that I felt was like immense But I did think, I was like, well, you know, I'm like super fit, whatever, I'm pretty strong, whatever, yeah, it's going to be fine. And it's just any advantage you think you might have in other sports, like, it just, it's like someone pulls the rug from under you when you start wrestling. Because it is just a whole different entity in itself.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. So, was there any, like, sacrifices and stuff you had to make? Obviously, you've got your job as personal trainer and Mm -hmm. to be able to balance that and live the lifestyle of a wrestler. Was there any sacrifices you've had to make?
2: Well, I mean, everyone around me is really supportive of it. So, like, I work full-time in the gym, and then my, my personal trainer personal training is kind of extra as well. Um, I also train in pole fitness and pole athletics. So okay. I do a bit of aerial stuff as well. Again, which you think would help me with, with wrestling, doesn't. So <laughs> great. <laughs> so I do that as well. And then I recently uh, started taking up gymnastics to try to help me out. Um, so there's there is always sacrifices because you can't do it all. You can't do everything. So you've always got to give up something. You you know, you're not going to see your friends as much. You're, you're going to be a little bit skint because you're going to want to be traveling and you want to be training as much as you can. You want to be getting nice gear and you want to be getting promo pictures done and so there's always going to be sacrifices so you know I don't really see my friends and family very much um because if I'm not training in one aspect I'm training another um so there's always going to be sacrifices like you know you think oh I've got a free weekend and it's like yeah no I'm going to travel somewhere and do this or I'm going to do some extra training. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or I'll get this one evening, you know, a week free with my partner. And then it's like, yeah, now I'm going to start taking up doing gymnastics to get (laughs) better. So there's always, there's always going to be a little bit of sacrifice, but to be honest, like my work is really supportive. Like my full-time work in the gym is really supportive. Like my friends are really supportive. My family is supportive. So we're kind of making it work to keep everybody happy. So there's always going to be sacrifice. It's not easy, um but at the same time i think to be honest i'm actually really lucky that i've got a good support network around me
1: no 100 percent, and that's good to see like through your like social media it shows that it's as if your family kind of get involved in stuff as well um, oh, my
2: God. Yeah. <laughs> i know what you're gonna i know what you're going with
1: this. yeah the actions equal consequences stay away from my family unless you want another one
2: yeah because um my mum, right bless her heart like my, my, and it sounds really cliche, like my mum's the biggest fan, like my mum is legit my biggest fan, like she loves it. Um, I, I took her to watch her first wrestling show, I'll say I took her, she, she came along, um, the first one she came to was at Bodmin Jail, Yeah. Uh, which was last June. I wasn't actually on that show, but I was like, let mum, because she was at first like really worried she was really worried about it she was like oh I just don't you know I tried to like kind of show her clips and stuff oh this is what I'm doing and she was just like so worried about me she's like you're gonna get hurt and it's really bad and you shouldn't do it you know you've got you've got your, your work to think about and you can't do this is it gonna get really hurt and I was like look I yeah like there's risk to it mum but like you, you need to you need to come and see what it's all about I think you'd enjoy it um because my family we were uh entertainers children's entertainers performers and my mum and dad uh traveled with the circus when they were younger oh wow when they were sort of about my age and once my mum came to watch it she understood it she got it she, she said it's i get it now because it's it's very similar to like the circus because you pull up with the van you get the ring out and you all set it up together and you all pack it away together and everyone does their bit someone's working the door someone's selling raffle tickets and she was like it's just like like traveling with circus so she gets it and uh, she came to watch the show and it was just fun because she's a wild woman anyway she's a wild <laughs> woman and uh, I don't know whether she was you know more impressed with like the atmosphere or the athletics or just the muscly men in pants I don't know what she enjoyed more
0: <laughs>
2: but she loved it and then um, since then I think she's been to pretty much every Reach show she's been to all the academy shows she's seen all of my matches bar one but she really she really wanted to come but it was um me and la taylor went to bournemouth okay and obviously cornwall to bournemouth is quite stretched but i'm gonna come i'm gonna come i was like mum come on like because she's not a well woman you know she's, yeah. she's got some health problems and you know she's got stick and she can't really drive very far or sit very long so like, i'm gonna come and support you i'm gonna come to bournemouth i was like, Mum, honestly. Like it's fine. You don't have to come to every <laughs> but she's super supportive. And um, and then at the last uh, uh, academy show. So coming back to that, the last academy show. Like you know, my mum is. She always sits right at the front. She is there. She is shouting and whooping and yelling. Um, and it was with my uh, me and Adira had a match. And um, my mum is like shouting. She's getting involved. And uh, Adira is really laying it in. You know, she is a big girl. She's tough she's strong and she's laying it in on me and my mum ain't having it she's not happy
0: so she starts
2: shouting she's getting up out of her chair but then Adira rolls out of the ring and she gets right up into her face and I'm like no 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 that's not happening like you get back in here and if you've got a problem you can come and talk to me so uh that's where that kind of came from um but my mum she will stand up for herself you know she was standing up she's right in her face she was like if you want to go love you know she's got a walking stick she ain't afraid of anybody (laughs)
1: No, it's good to see that she's like fully embracing it for you and getting involved in the shows as well. That sounds great.
2: Yeah, she loves it.
1: So, how long had you been training before you had your like first match in front of an audience? uh,
2: Let me see. Uh, So that was that was the September of last year um that move my chair around hang on there we go um yeah so it was september of last year that we had that match and then before that probably like kind of on and off it had probably been the the best part of a year probably because when we first well, when we first started training with reach the training was actually every other week um and then there was a time uh when i couldn't get there for a while because of work commitments and like that. so i think from from actually literally starting training to the match it probably was about a year but the kind of the first few months were a little bit here and there and off and on but and then uh but yeah from actually the date of starting was probably best part of the year yeah really
1: who was that first match against
2: that was with with LA Taylor okay um that was me versus LA Taylor that was september Maybe like the 14th one that, second week of September. Um, and that was at the William Sutton Memorial Hall. That was um, like the rise. So that was our first yeah. ever Academy show. So that was everyone's chance to kind of represent the Academy, represent reach and everything. Um, and that's what we did. Yeah.
1: So I kind see like a common theme here. It's like you and Ella, you. Obviously um you started out together and you go way back you had your first match against each other you've wrestled each other uh wrestled each other numerous times obviously you faced each other i think it was winter is coming um yeah. in october 2019 was that your first show on the main reach shows
2: It was yeah that yeah. was um that was our second that was both of our second ever match Wow um, was our first time on the main roster, so that was just wild.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, one match in, you get told, right, I'm putting you on the main show, you two are going to be going against each other. How did you feel about that? Like, the pressure or...?
2: Mate, I can't even begin. Like, I'm a really anxious person. I have anxiety, and um, I was nervous enough for the first one, like, like I can't, even, I can't even begin to explain how nervous I was and it was an, really kind of daft because I, again, I thought I'd have some kind of advantage as well on the performance aspect because since I was literally a kid, like barely before I can even remember, I was entertaining and then I was dancing and performing and then I was in plays and doing all this kind of stuff and then I thought again, oh you know, the performance side of it'll be easy. I don't, you know, I obviously get nervous, everyone gets nervous, but I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna get too nervous, just gonna go out there and perform, perform in front of audiences hundreds of times, this Is it's gonna be fine. But oh my god, it's a totally different ball game. It isn't, it's not the same as memorising a script or doing like a comedy sketch or, or learning a dance. Like, and I don't know how or, or what makes it so different, but it is so different. And the nerves that I had just going into the first one were insane. Like to the point where I remember in the morning, we were like we were driving, because um, I live in Cornwall, we were driving to Plymouth and I was in the car, had my goddamn hair colours in and, you know, the makeup on and my little, my little wheelie bag with all my kit in just thinking, I was just literally sitting in the car just thinking, how mad would they be if I just didn't turn up? i was so nervous i was like i just don't think i can do it so all of those nerves were bad enough going into the first one we did the first one the first one went pretty well went pretty much you know without a hitch and you know everyone loved it it was great and i was like okay it's cool i'm I'm kind of i was so relieved it was over because for me it was such a big build up um for this match and I was so so nervous and we we worked really really hard and put this together and we were training 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 trying to get it good and I was just a mess and then we did it and it was it was a big like (sighs) a big relief like right the first one is done now I can just have a little bit of time off and I can kind of you know and then it was I think like two and a half weeks or three weeks um and you know until the next one because on that day they were like yeah, we're going to put you on, um, on Winter is Coming. And I literally, like, my initial reaction was like, oh, my God, that's really awesome. Like, we did a good job and they want to put us on the big show. And my second reaction was, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I'm <laughs> going to do it again. I've just done it and I've been, oh, I'm now I'm going to do it again. Um, so it was, it was petrifying. And, and to be honest, with that show, the nerves did get to me. The nerves did get to me. It wasn't um, flawless, um because it was it was another layer it was a whole other level because you go from being backstage and being in a locker room with the guys you train with every week and the guys you know really well and all your mates and that kind of environment to being in the locker room with some of the best wrestlers in the UK um and in front of an audience that's twice the size on a kind of by this point already pretty well established, you know, well known um company. Yeah. And you get thrust on there and it was it was a lot. Yeah. The nerves were were insane. They were, honestly.
1: <laughs> what was the feedback you'd got after that first match on the main show?
2: Well it was I was a little bit mixed. I mean, as I say, it was our it was our second ever match. So it it you know, I'm not saying that it was Awful because it wasn't but it didn't go absolutely without a hitch and it was just like you know you've got to take your time a little bit more be in the moment kind of try to relax into it and be a bit more precise with things you know and it was yeah it was it was obviously very constructive it, you know nothing like that I mean it was a like, well, second ever match it was a second ever match <laughs> so I was just happy to bloody be there um but you know we we what the crowd and you so say the crowd work was good, had really good feedback for all the crowd work and the, the character stuff. But yeah, as to be expected, there's a lot of things to improve upon being, being our second ever match, of course. Um, but what a great learning opportunity. There's no, um, which I'm learning more and more as I go along as there's no, um, real like downside. There's no, there's everything's a learning opportunity. So even if you do go out there and and even if it's only in your mind that you don't do a great job and someone says oh look could have done that better could have done this better what a great learning opportunity so every everything's a positive everything's a positive because you know those two or three things I can now get better at so you know it was um nothing but positive nothing but positive yeah
1: Brilliant. So what's the best bit of advice you've been given by somebody, whether that's Jason King, Grayson Reeves, or one of the other more like experienced um, colleagues?
2: So I think one of, the, one of the best bits of advice I think I've been given so far, um, and I think I've probably heard it from a couple of people, but it, it really sticks out to me was when we had a seminar with Eddie Ryan and we do actually get... We, we're we really lucky at the Academy. They get a lot of amazing guys in for us, you know. We've had James Mason, Eddie Ryan, Joel Redman, Luke Phoenix. Like, we get loads of really awesome people in. Um, so we're so lucky in that respect. But a seminar that we did with um, Eddie Ryan, uh, this was, it was uh, a little while ago now. But he just kind of said to us and and explain to me as well like don't worry about the things that you can't do because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and as I say I have anxiety (laughs) and in my mind I'm just like I have to be able to do absolutely everything perfectly first time every match must be perfect every step perfect and then if it's not then I really beat myself up and I get really down on myself and I get really upset and I don't know I think we were doing something and I was like learning some little sequence or some move. And I was just, oh, I was just finding it really hard. And I was like, I just don't think that this is something that, that I can do. And he was like, that's cool. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, it literally doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you can't do it because you might not be able to do that, but you can do five other things that somebody else can't do. So not everybody has to do everything. And that's okay. Because if everybody could do everything exactly the same, then it would be boring. And I was yeah. like, oh, you're right. So I shouldn't be beating myself up that I can't do a bloody moonsault off the top rope um, because I can do something else, you know, that makes me different. So that just kind of changed my perspective a little bit and made me feel so much better in him just saying, you know, you don't have to be able to do everything. You just have to be able to do what you do and what you can do comfortably and safely that's in your wheelhouse that you can make look good and work into your character. You don't have to do the stuff that that guy can do because then what's the point if you're the same thing? And I was like, oh, that's yep. that makes so much sense. So that's just helped me so much because you know if we're all trying something or you know enough, enough I'm just not really getting it or you know I'm not going to beat myself up and go, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I can't be a wrestler. I'm the worst <laughs> person ever. I'll just sort of go, okay, well, I can do that thing really well. So...
1: <laughs> so you, you mentioned your character like describe to everyone like who is aurora
2: who is aurora well like everybody always says is that your your character the best characters are always the ones that are kind of based on yourself but turned up to 11 um and i think aurora is mainly based on myself um in she's just She is a fighter in a sense that she just will not give up. She will not let up. She's just has a very strong and very realized set of ideals and goals. And that is it. She's just unwavering. Um, She is, you know, this is what's right and this is not and will not stand for somebody bullying somebody else somebody trying to you know pick a fight she just will not stand for it so it is kind of like myself dialed up but in kind of more of an extreme way and because <laughs> I, I am just I'm just really stubborn I'm really stubborn and even if I should give up on something I just won't I just can't I'm like no I've started this now I'm gonna see it through even if it kills me and that is what Aurora is. So she will. She's not scared of anybody. She will fight anybody. Um, they'll, you know, if she's going to get put in a match with someone. She's like, okay, let's do yeah. it. Let's bring it on. Because doesn't matter. You know, I might get hit a load of times. I might go down a load of times. But I'm not going to give up. I'm going to try my best. And and that's what she is really. I kind of want Aurora to be. Again, just sounds really cliche and really cheesy. But kind of a little bit of a beacon of hope, because I'll openly say that I'm not the, the best at everything. I'm not the best at this. I'm not the best of that. But I just believe that if you work really, really hard and you try, you just try your best, then you can achieve anything. And that's kind of what Aurora stands for. And I just want, you know, people to see that and just think, OK, well maybe I can have a go at this or maybe I should try hard at this because I just I think that there's nothing that hard work can't achieve apart from possibly being able to fly I don't think you know (laughs) no matter how hard you try you can't do that but you know what I mean
1: yeah where did the name choice come from then like what made you decide right Aurora's who I am
2: I have always had a massive fascination for the Aurora Borealis, for the Northern Lights. Um, me and my partner travelled to Iceland in an attempt to go and see them, but hilariously, um, as luck would have it, it was like the absolute worst time in the last like twenty years they've had where you couldn't see them. The weather was so oh, no. bad. <laughs> it was just so classic. But I've always had a fascination, and um, just I love I've loved them, the name Aurora since i was a kid and i just think it's just full of like like mystery and light and that's kind of what what i sort of wanted aurora to be in the beginning was to be kind of this mysterious bright person um but she's kind of evolved a bit more now to be a bit more like myself and be a bit more hardy but just then just the idea of just this this mystical light that you can only see at certain times Um, but you know it's there and it's magical and I just, I loved it. I've always loved it. And then when I was kind of sitting down one day in the really early stages and you know, Jason was like, right, you need to start getting these characters together, thinking of names. And it was just the first thing that came to my head. I was like, Aurora, mm-hmm. I just, I love it. It's, it's got to be that, it has to be that.
1: Is that where like the colour scheme for some of your, um, like your ring jacket and stuff comes from then?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually I, I'm hoping to get some actual ring gear made that's either got the northern lights pattern on it or it's those sort of colors um that kind of thing but I just yeah and just like the the color scheme and everything I kind of want it to to flow into that uh eventually when I kind of get things a bit more realized and a bit more yeah but that is yeah that is where the the color scheme comes from because I'm just I just love it I just think it's so pretty yeah
1: (laughs) What wrestlers do you look to in terms of like research and stuff? Do you do you look at any like um, past performers or current performers where you try and get some ideas to hone your craft?
2: Yeah, a little um, like again, it's gonna sound super cliche, but like I I love Millie McKenzie and I will just watch loads of her stuff and want to be like her in every way (laughs) it's just it's um super cheesy and super cliche but i just think she's great because again you know it's i i tend to look for people and i find inspiration in people that and don't necessarily do all of the the crazy crazy super flippy dippy stuff just because like even though i'm kind of going to gymnastics and i'm trying to work up to some more of this stuff i just know that that's not really me and that's okay because I spent so long telling myself that if I didn't do this stuff and I couldn't be a wrestler but then I really started looking towards people <clears throat> looking towards people that don't necessarily do all of the crazy crazy flippy dippy stuff but are still amazing wrestlers so I do I do kind of look to those kinds of people um because I mean, and yeah, like a lot of them can do the odd bit here and there, but that's not what they're known for.
0: Yeah.
2: So I do kind of look to people like that um, to to kind of. Oh, it sound selfish. Make myself feel better because <laughs> I know that if I'm looking at them and and they're smashing it, then okay, well maybe I can can do well too.
1: Yeah, because it's all about like. Focusing on your strengths and making sure mm. you perfect what you're good at rather than doing everything at an average level. Yeah, exactly. Focus on, focus on what are your strengths and then, mm. like, you're going to gymnastics, so if you did manage to maybe hit a moonsault but save that for the big moments and stuff like that, then yeah,
2: exactly. you'd have to be doing
1: it every single match.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like I say, it's, it's keeping it different because I do feel like wrestling is – in some aspects moving towards all of the high flying stuff because it is really impressive people want to see it and that's fair enough um but it is going to get to a point where if everybody's doing the same it's not going to be impressive anymore because the first time i saw someone do a moonsault i was like oh my god look what he just did ah." and then after the the 12th time i saw it in the same show i was a bit like ah Okay. So, you know, so it, it, people are going to get too desensitised to all this crazy stuff if it's if everyone does it all the time.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. So, we mentioned him at the start of the show. Obviously, you'd picked up a injury recently. How's the injury coming along?
2: It is getting there. It is getting there. Um it's healing actually better than i initially anticipated because when i i did the injury initially it was it was bad um but it is healing really well i'm i'm walking and stuff okay fine i'm attempting to do some exercise at home at the moment um which should i be doing possibly not because it it is making it a little bit sore but i i just can't I just can't do nothing. I can't sit at home and do nothing. Um, but, no, it is getting better. It is healing pretty well. Um, um, I'm getting there. I am getting there. Good.
1: So, obviously, somebody that keeps whining you up about that injury is a person that you were supposed to be facing May 2nd. Who knows when that show will happen now due to the ongoing um, pandemic that's going on. But yeah. the hush host...
2: Hopefully it's going to be uh, July. Hopefully, yeah. touch wood. But I mean, as you say, with things as they are, you don't know really. But they have they have provisionally moved the date to July. But
0: pfft,
1: yeah. <laughs> so Carl Parker, um, obviously he's been mocking you as much as he can, yeah, doing his exactly. hot shot news. Yeah. He, he likes to call you a wetty. Yeah, of
2: course he <laughs> does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts um, on Carl?
2: Well, Carl, look you know what Carl's great really he is because he's a super creative guy he has the creativity and the resources and the time to produce really good content like you know power to him he does because you know he can obviously sit for hours and hours and produce these little story videos and and he does it and it's great um so yeah he's a really creative guy and, and as much as he is a little turd I can't, um, I can't take that away from you know. I can't, I can't um, say that he's not. Um, he's really creative, as, as I said. I, I just it'd be nice if he put his creativity into something a little bit more productive, let's say. And my worry is now that we have got this pandemic and he's going to be spending lots of time at home, that he's going to be pumping out even more ridiculous content. But at the end of the day, it is entertaining. Um, but you know, he's got a little bit of a dog and bone thing going on with me at the moment because it's like he he sees I've got this injury and he sees that as being a bit of a weakness in me. So that's, I think, that he thinks that's the little kind of chink in my armour and he's going to poke and prod and hope that it's going to be what can give him the advantage. But he doesn't know me very well because <laughs> things like this only make me more determined. They only make me stronger, so... He's going to have a nice surprise
1: for him when we do eventually get in that ring together. No, it's it will be like originally it was supposed to be like such a big weekend for you, um, which we'll yeah. get into shortly. But what's your thoughts on intergender wrestling? Um, it seems like Reach really does advocate it, which is great to see. Um, obviously, Supremacy is all um, what the billing was intergender gender wrestling.
2: Mm. What's
1: your thoughts on scrapping with the guys?
2: Well, I think it's great, to be honest. Um, it needs to, and again, I'll reiterate what um, L.A. Taylor said about this as well, is that it does need to be um, believable. It does need to be believable. It needs to make sense. But I really just do not see, you know, any issue with it. And it's been said before, and well, I don't want to be all like bragging rights here, but it's been, it's been said before that pound for pound, I'm the strongest person in the Academy anyway. So, you know, with that being said why would it not make any sense for me to wrestle a guy um and when we're at training we obviously like there we've got an amazing women's division in the reach academy but we all train against each other so when we're training majority of the time it's intergender training anyway so it's not like it's anything that we can't do yeah for one um so I think it's great like as I say it does kind of need to make sense and be a bit believable when it comes to if you've got someone like Echo Reed and then if she was going against Redwood or Silverback it would be wild but you know in a in a in a real fight for example it's gonna seem pretty one-sided or if you're gonna put you know like again using echo bless her sorry echo but she probably is like the of smaller stature of of the women you know put in a room of like joey seven or something like that you know like it's it's needs to kind of be put across in a way that people can go ah, oh, yeah that makes sense because on that same card what's well, quite hilarious on that same card we've got adira um versus matt evans um, which is quite hilarious because that's kind of one-sided the other way. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a, he's a pretty smaller statured guy um, and she is an absolute powerhouse. So it's, it needs to make sense, be believable. But as I say, as long as those two things are checked off, there's absolutely no reason why, why it can't be. And I think it's great. I think it, it makes both wrestler a better wrestler – Um, because again you're not just working with the same kind of people or the same size of people or it challenges you in different ways so it's going to make you both better so I think it's great.
1: Oh no so with Reach they obviously care about their students those that are coming through their academy how does it feel working for a company that does give so many opportunities to their academy stars like Like we mentioned, your second ever match was on their main show. You've got... You had a match coming up, which hopefully will be rearranged, with Millie McKenzie, Mm -hmm. who you've spoken so highly about. Like, she's (laughs) one of your heroes in wrestling. (laughs) So, first off, how, how does it feel working for Reach and having all these opportunities?
2: It's so awesome. I... I'm so bloody lucky, honestly, because I kind of rolled, tripped, and fell into wrestling anyway. And then to realize that I kind of, I say accidentally, I don't believe in accidents, I believe in hard work and decisions, but I managed to get myself involved with what like one of the best wrestling companies in the uk that is accelerating at a breakneck speed and i managed to get myself involved with this amazing company like what the hell how did i manage that um and especially these like so the opportunities that they give their academy students is incredible like um you we're we're seeing loads of guys from the academy up on the main shows all the time like as i say i got on the main show on my second of a match like what 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 like what that is (laughs) what that is what you know giving people all of these amazing opportunities like joey seven obviously has again launched at an absolute rate of knots because of all the opportunities that reach gives him and gives all of us like you see other um, you know, none in particular, but you know a lot of other companies that have their own academy or or things like that. It, it's not as I don't feel or at least I don't see it. It doesn't seem to be as encouraged or as pushed as we get to be at reach. Um, we get amazing opportunities the, the seminars that we get as well, like this crazy, amazing people that they bring down for us like. It genuinely feels like their focus isn't just to make money or whatever, pump out some shows, do do Their focus really is on our development and pushing us, really, really pushing us to be the best that we can be and giving us the platforms and the opportunities to be our best selves. And it's amazing, and I, I feel just lucky, just purely lucky, even though I don't usually like the term lucky, but I do to be involved in such
1: an amazing company no it, it really isn't to see like first LA had the match with Millie now you're yeah. going to be having a match with Millie instead yeah. of bringing in different women that a lot of companies do where they'll just right we'll just book somebody else and do maybe the best they they'll like to give you that learning experience that's such yeah. a Early thing, and I think that's why the Reach Academy is so good with the talent because you are mm. getting those opportunities. Yeah. So, what was you, how did you get told about the Millie McKenzie match?
2: Oh, god, oh well, I'm sure you might have seen the video online um, of me being told about it, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it just, just landed on me, and it was just like, oh, yeah, so by the way you know you're injured and you know you got your match with Karl Park coming up but yeah so the next day you're going to be in Emily McKenzie and I was just like what (laughs) (laughs) and and I just even now it's surreal because I'm not like I'm not even joking I'm not just saying it to be cute like she literally is my favorite wrestler like I'm not she is and she is amazing I look up to her and like my character is inspired by her and the things I do are inspired by her and she's the bloody champion and I am the absolute grassy ass as they come (laughs) newbie (laughs) and I'm gonna have a match with her and I'm like what like it's completely surreal it's completely surreal and um I've been freaking out about it ever since, and I will be freaking out about it until I go in there. And then I'll
1: be freaking out about it after I'm done as well. <laughs> now nah, you deserve it, and I'm sure like the experience of it will be fantastic, and be looking forward to watching that back. Obviously, yeah. um, a lot of the reach shows everybody um, can find online with the your fight site, so you can get signed up to there there's some fantastic content on there as well so make sure you do and speaking of like upcoming shows 728 days later it's supposed to be july 4th who knows when it'll Mm. be now but you're well disney academy battle royale so you're going to be on the show of the biggest independent show in the southwest of England of all time, and the biggest show outside of WWE. How does that feel?
2: When you when you say it like that, like you're just you're just making me nervous now. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's going to be again what an amazing opportunity, like to be in front of an audience that size, in your you know your local sort of place in the southwest where you're from, with the company that created you essentially with all of your pals like it doesn't get any better than that does it honestly it does not get any better than that um but yeah when people say it like that why are going to be in the show and it's then I'm just like gulp <laughs> <laughs> uh, huge gulp that's a lot of people that are going to be watching but no it's an, it's amazing like it's 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 so exciting and As I say, it does not get any better than that. They're just dropping this amazing show on your doorstep. And it's just (laughs) 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 mind-blowing.
1: So what's your thoughts going into that, dear? Because obviously it'll either be Joey 7 or LA that'll be walking into that show as champion. Mm -hmm. Like, you and LA going at it forever. Like, what if you have to go at it for that title?
2: Then then go at it. I will. Um, I, again, it'd be an amazing opportunity and I don't like to let opportunities pass me by. So I will be putting in my sin. I'll be working as hard as I possibly can leading up to it during it after it. Um, if I get any opening or any whiff of a possibility that I can, chucking people out and and i can be in there at the end then i'm gonna be taking it because at the end of the day that's what we all want right that that academy title and and i think for us down at the academy as well that we all put so much work in and we all love the academy so much and we all work so hard and we're all a family and we're also determined to represent reach in the best way that we can to be able to hold that title and to where that championship will be the greatest honor so it is something i'm going to be fighting for
1: Nah, it'll be a great show um i'm looking forward to it it's actually it'll be my first reach show live wow, um yeah. since i've got uh just because i don't drive and the train seems to like be over 200 pound
2: oh yeah i'm I... doing
1: a coach journey which is going to take five <laughs> hours oh, 18 God. minutes
2: yeah yeah that is coaches are the worst man but you know that is dedication so props to you for putting the miles in and 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 coming down so hopefully it'll be an absolute belter
1: oh no way not five hours that's if i did drive it's the coach (laughs) 11 hours 50 on the way there 11 hours 15 on the way back
2: much worse yeah yeah that
1: sucks uh, I've told Luke that I will be coming out for drinks because I'll need it
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after, <laughs> yeah, after that, that journey Yeah,
1: but no so if anybody is in like that south west area or you can travel to Plymouth make sure you head over to ringside world make sure you it's going to be part of wrestling history especially in the south of England and it's great to see a company just two years in being able to do what they're doing um the growth is like exceptional so moving on to like growth and things like that what about your goals what are your goals in wrestling like is there any way you want to be or
2: i mean yes and no because i mean as i said the that academy title is like the one for me where i am right now kind of in my wrestling career and in my life if you will um that is like the ultimate achievement for me where I am because it because it means so much it's it's special so getting a chance at that and and having that one day is is you know a huge thing um in terms of places that I want to be like (sighs) (laughs) again it's gonna sound really cheesy and really cliche but I just want to perform and entertain people that is what I want to do and I will try my best to do that and wherever that takes me with the hard work that I'm willing to put in and the opportunities that might come up that I always say yes to because I'm even if it's for my own good I can never say no to anything I'm always like yeah I'll do that (laughs)
1: um
2: and I definitely should say no uh sometimes but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um I, I just kind of want to let it take me where it takes me I yeah. think obviously it's really important to have big goals and people and yeah people want to go to Japan and yeah that'd be cool might fancy that give it a go because that'd be great learning and it'd be awesome and people want to do this and want to do that and I'm like yeah sweet but at the end of the day what it's all about is having fun and joy and bringing joy to the people that watch and bringing joy to yourself because it should be fun it should be fun so i just want to entertain as many people as possible i want to have lots of fun i want to say yes to stuff and that's really it and wherever that happens to take me then it takes me if it takes me to like a grungy back hole hall that the ceiling's falling down there's mold on the walls or if it takes me to wrestlemania then that's that's where it takes me
1: Oh, that's great to hear. But you just said you're going to say yes to everything. After saying you need to start saying no to everything.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, I know I won't, I know I won't, I know I won't say no. And, and that is, that is my problem. Cause I just can't, because I always think to myself, like I'll learn from it and people will get to see me and they'll hopefully get to enjoy a show. And if those two things are present, and obviously if I can like if I'm physically able to do it, like physically, then you know I will I will do it. Um I'm I'm bad at saying no to things. So <laughs> but I need to, but but I'm bad at it, so I will just or oh, I, I will, I know I'll always just say yes and just be like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: So something I tend to do with a lot of people that I interview or that I collaborate with is one more match. Um. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Millie McKenzie is your dream match, and that's been booked. So I'm going to take that one off the table. You can't no! choose Millie. You can't choose, <laughs> I choose Millie. Let's I make, make it.
2: That one because I knew you were going to ask this, I was racking my brains early, and I was like, "Well, Millie McKenzie. So maybe he'll let me
1: have
2: that." Yeah.
1: Okay. So I'll let Millie be one of them. I want Back. two more people that you would want to wrestle. Just
2: and in why. general. Yeah. Yeah. Or worldwide. Ooh. Yep. Um, ba, 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 ba. Who I'm watching a bit of at the moment actually is Bianca Belair. Okay. Oh she's cool. She's that. Cool.
1: That'd be a good match, considering like you said in the academy, you're pound, to pound, pound for pound, the strongest. As is like yeah. Bianca Belair, so I reckon.
2: That would be that would be a good like battle of the strengths. I think. I mean, she's obviously like insanely strong, and she's a gymnast, and she's like crossfit everything super athlete amazing and i'd be a bit like hi but i um <laughs> but no like i just think she's she's absolutely badass so that would be really cool um, what
1: about in the uk anybody that's in the uk whether that's nxt uk or um,
2: i'm just having a little think now um i've been watching i was watching some chaos stuff uh, okay the other day and just i'm just looking at people who i was watching in that and i was like oh yeah they're cool they're cool they're cool yeah that'd be cool um so i think it's like actually actually now i'm really gonna treat you because i think there's like three that pop into my mind that i'm like that would be a good match okay With, um Ginny. yep um she's She's quite a slender thing, isn't she? I think I could throw her around a little bit, so that'd be fun. Um, <laughs> uh, Danny Luna is awesome. Um, and we've had her a couple of times at Reach as well. Uh, she's really cool, and she's strong. She's really strong. Yeah. So a proper powerhouse. And then just for the absolute lols, for the banter, I'd have to say um, Martina moth. <laughs> just for the out event because I, I i the entertainment and the storyline and the fun and the character element is like w- what kind of draws me so much to wrestling why i enjoy it so much and just like thinking about having a, a just a ridiculous match with someone like that like i'm all people hate it people people don't like comedy wrestling but I just think it's great. No,
1: Martina <laughs> Matt, is great.
2: I think it's great. It is fun and again like I always say it's supposed to be entertaining and it's supposed to be fun. I know you've got different types of fans and and that's absolutely great. You've got different types of wrestling, different elements of wrestling and it's there's just it's such a, a plethora and it's a buffet and something for everybody to enjoy but at the end of the day it's something that's just so blaringly obvious that you can just watch and it's hilarious and it's fun like that's great you know i love that because i think people take wrestling really seriously and again that's that's great that's fine like it is serious and it's hard people have worked really hard they spent their lives on this and been injured and sacrificed things and, you, and it's great and you should take it seriously but at the same time we are play fighting in our pants at the weekends
0: So
2: there is an element of it that you need to just be able to have a laugh at yourself like you can't take you can't take yourself too seriously if you're a wrestler really I don't think so I'm always here for a bit of the comedy stuff because it's a bloody good laugh so why not
1: no it is I one of my memories of Martina she was on the Sendai show Mm. and she did like a Ghostbusters thing trying to suck up the ghost character (laughs) through a hoover and it was uh, (laughs) everybody was just in stitches because it was just so it was so entertaining
2: and I'm not saying you need to have that every match on a card but if you've got one match on a card that's going to be a little silly then it's not only is it going to make the super technical and super impressive stuff even more impressive but it's almost a little bit of light relief from all of that because sometimes it's, it can be a little bit heavy or it's a little bit like you've got to really sit and watch it and really concentrate on what's happening and then sometimes you just want to have a little bit of a giggle and if you've yeah. got you know one match on a card or even if or even if you don't but you know you have a couple of shows and then one show you've got you know something fun in there it just breaks it up a little bit and, and you know a, a huge amount of uh, wrestling audiences,
1: kids, isn't it? So yeah. make them laugh. No, 100%. Well, Aurora, it's been lovely speaking to you. Hopefully, those, ma- those matches with Carl and Millie can happen sooner yeah. rather than later. Hopefully, everybody does what they're told and stay the hell in. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, just before we go, what have you been doing to kind of keep your sanity during this pandemic?
2: Well, I've been trying to uh, exercise where I can. Um, so I'm, I'm a, a, a PT is is my my kind of bread and butter. So I am trying to help other people a little bit um, with some little home workouts and things that they can do. Um, trying to keep myself a little bit fit around the ankle injury as well. So I kind of strap it up and and try to get to some stuff because um, I train. I mean, if I add up everything, you know, that I do, I I probably train about 14 hours a week normally. And and then you've got, you know, I mean, not just with wrestling, but with like everything across the spectrum, like in, you know, just physical, hard hard physical activity. I'm probably doing, you know, 13 and upwards hours a week. And then to nothing is really hard for me. Yeah. Um, well, I've just been trying to do a little bit at home um, and just trying to get, you know, people people involved and, and trying to help others and, and help the guys at the academy as well and just keep everybody a little bit sane and <laughs> moving around. <laughs> it's, it's not only is it really boring, but when you've kind of got this lockdown um, scenario, it's very easy to sit on the sofa and eat Maltesers because you kind of think, well, I can't do anything else, so I may as well. Yep. But it's just trying to keep people... And myself active and sane, yeah. So, yeah, been trying to exercise a little bit at home where I can.
1: Oh, brilliant! So, where can people find you on social media?
2: Where can they find me? Um, so, you can find me on Facebook. So, I've got my Facebook page where you'll see updates um, of the matches that I'm going to be in. Um, so, it's Aurora, and then there's like a little typhoon wrestler. Uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, again, you will see little updates and stuff and like silly stuff on my stories. Um, Instagram is at Aurora Wrestles. And then my Twitter is the same as well at Aurora Wrestles, where I'm usually uh, arguing with somebody uh, on Twitter, usually bloody Carl, uh, <laughs> or posting pictures of my dog and what's not to love about that. So check it out
1: that was the interview from the ground up with reach wrestlings aurora i hope you enjoyed it we'll be bringing more of the same series and other interviews and episodes to the chairshot radio network you can find it on my youtube feed and it will also the videos will be dragged through to my sponsor Turnbuckle tv they'll be doing my youtube videos on there as well so yeah Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Kurt's Angle Pod. You can follow my personal account at Johansson 93 Make sure you check The Chair Shot out. You can find them on Twitter, TheChairShot.com. Check out ChairShot.com. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you're not missing out on any of my episodes or any of the other fantastic content coming to this great network. And, yeah, make sure you check out the sponsor, Turnbuckle TV, especially in these testing times where we haven't really got much to do. They've got some fantastic free content. Yep, free. Of some of the finest British wrestling here. Um for example, DNA wrestling, absolutely brilliant. You can hear me talk about that with one of my interviews over on there and on my YouTube page with Cory McCrae. But yeah, Ten Buckle TV, absolutely fantastic. Or they've got some more content where it'd be 3 99 a month. Uh, that's pounds for the English listeners, and yeah, make sure you check out Tenbuckle TV. You can follow them on Twitter at underscore Tenbuckle TV. And again, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Or if you're listening here on YouTube at KS angle Pod, or if you're listening through the Chairshot Radio Network, hit subscribe. Subscribe to the Chairshot.com and listen to more great content. Thank you for listening. Until next time, keep safe. Bye for now.